Hello and welcome back to the Motherhood Set Apart podcast. I'm so excited to be with you again today. My name is Katie Ferrer and I am the host of today's podcast. I am so excited about this topic. We are talking about how to steward your finances. This is the last episode in the stewardship series and then I'm just going to follow the Lord on what we are going to talk about next, but I'm so excited about this one because this is a topic that most people generally don't want to cover, and I'll be honest, I was a little bit hesitant to get to this point, but it is a topic that needs to be covered, and so today I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, and then I'm going to do some testimony time and just share how my husband and I have applied these into our lives and what has come of those things, but obviously when we're talking about finances, one of the first things that we're going to talk about is tithing. So what is tithe? Tithing is the first 10% of increase that you get. And tithing is a command from the Lord. It is not a suggestion. When you're not tithing, you're, you're living in sin. And when you withhold the tithe from the Lord, you're literally robbing him like you're robbing the god of the universe like let that sink in um but tithing is an act of obedience and it's required it's not a choice um and so in malachi three ten, it says bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do says the lord of heaven's armies i will open the doors Open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. When it comes to tithing, it's the only time in the Bible where it says to test God. But as a non-tither, you can never be blessed. And that is kind of a scary thing because a lot of Christians are not tithing and they're not seeing financial blessing or any blessings. Um, and so the tithe is the first 10%. That's it. It belongs to God. It's not ours at all. Like we don't have any ownership of it or it is the Lord's money. 10%. It's amazing what God can do with 90% than what you can do with 100%. That is just kind of briefly on tithing. I really believe when you are a consistent faithful tither, it really unlocks um, the opportunity for the Lord to bless you. And it when you're not tithing, you're living in constant disobedience to the Lord. I had a friend quite a few years ago and she came up, she was telling me in a message, she was like, girl, we just can't afford to tithe right now. And oh man, I had to send her a Marco Polo really, really fast and be like, girl, no, 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 no. Don't ever, ever say that. You can't afford not to tithe. And over the next few weeks, she and her husband had continued tithing, and she just shared with me all the amazing ways that God was blessing them, where there was a day that her kids loved fruit, and they didn't have enough money in their grocery budget to buy fruit. But a neighbor called her up and said, hey, I would love to just, I have all this extra fruit. Can I drop it off at your house? And they were provided for because the Lord is never going to let you sit in need. Like that's just not who he is. It's not his character. And so when you are tithing and honoring the Lord in that, he's going to provide for you. But another way um, to steward your finances is through giving. This is above and the beyond the tithe. Um, giving is like an offering or giving alms or different things like that. And so it's anything above the tithe. Uh, like a farmer who plants seeds. And 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8, 
It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Part of one of the things that I love about this is God wants to give us so he can bless us, but he also wants to give to us so we can bless others. And so I love 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8 because it really talks and it's such a great visual about a farmer who plants seeds is going to have a small harvest. I did not plant a huge garden this year, and therefore, I, even though my th- garden is gri- thriving, I still don't have an abundance of harvest because I didn't plant an abundant of seed. I planted a couple pepper plants, a couple strawberry plants, a couple lettuce plants. And because I didn't plant more, we probably won't even be able to get like a full meal off of what I planted. It'll be very sporadic harvest. It won't be regular. We won't be going out every day and getting things off out of the garden because we only planted a little bit of seed. So If I want to see more of a harvest, I'm going to plant more seed. And yes, this is talking about financial seed. Anytime you give an offering, you're planting a financial seed. And that harvest can come back to you financially, and it can come back to you in many other ways and other different um, different blessings from the Lord. I'm going to share a little bit of a testimony later in the podcast that um, just the Lord worked through my husband and I in this. And so I'm going to share that later. But I want to talk a little bit about offerings because offerings weren't just in the Old Testament. The Lord talks about it. Jesus talks about it in Mark 12, 41 through 44 and Luke 21, 1 through 4. And so there's a couple different types of offerings um, and alms. And offerings is anything above the tithe. And it basically goes to the church or the minister or different things like that or ministry. And then when you're giving alms, it's giving to the poor. So um, you can break it down even more when you're talking about offerings or givings. And so one of the things that I think is so important to talk about is the first fruits offering or giving. In Deuteronomy 25, 1 through 5, you can go look it up because it's kind of long, so I'm not going to read it myself on the podcast, but it talks about honoring um, the priest by bringing the first of your harvest to him. And so this is specifically for your pastor, the minister, or the priest. And this is where my husband and I have a huge testimony, but I'm going to give you a little bit of an example of what this is. Um, so say you're making about $2,000 a month and then you get a $500 raise. The first paycheck or first month that you receive that extra $500, you would take that $500 and give it to the minister. You haven't started living off that money, so really it's not a sacrificial giving because you're giving the first and you haven't started living off of it, but it's the first fruits, the first fruits of that increase. And so this is like a one-time thing. You're only giving it that first month of the increase, but you can do it every time you have increase. And so this offering is specifically for a pastor or minister, and as you read through Deuteronomy, you'll see that it is not one for the church, but for the man of God. So this is the one that my husband and I have a great testimony on that we really just last November discovered. Um, we 
my husband had heard a teaching on this first, like this principle of giving. And so when he got a raise back in November, my husband got a new job and with that job came a raise. We took that increase and we gave it to the pastors at our church specifically, like for them. It was not through the church. It was not for ministry. It was for them to do with what they, whatever they needed. So it was no, it was actually the raise was given in November, but we got the first check in December. And so in December, right before Christmas, we gave them that blessing, that first fruits offering. When we did that, the pastor prophesied that we would see another increase within three months. And three months to the day, I'm not even joking, three months to the day, my husband got an even bigger raise, an even bigger one. So you can bet your dollars that we did it again. And we went and we did another first fruits offering because we got a second increase. And that is just one way that the Lord just blessed us through that. And we continue to sow seeds. And so we have continued to reap harvest and harvest and harvest time and time again. I mean, like, I just don't even know what's happening half the time. And again, I'm not saying all this to brag or anything like that, but to show the Lord's faithfulness And when you go above and beyond, when you give, you're sowing seeds of harvest and the Lord will always return that. Like it's a guarantee. There is a return on the harvest and it is an earthly return too. Like there is heavenly treasures being stored up, but the Lord also wants to bless us here on earth. Um, So that is one of my most favorite testimonies. And like, seriously, I, I continuously just remain in shock at putting this in practice and seeing the results that the Lord has given us in just the last six months. It has blown me away. Um, But so I'm going to talk about almsgiving, and this is specifically giving to those who are poor or in financial need. Um, You can find a verse, Proverbs 28, 27, where it talks about whatever Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Um, This is a a giving, an offering that's supposed to be done anonymously. Um, As Matthew 3 states, this is not public. Matthew 3, um, sorry, let me pull it up in my Bible here. Matthew 3 says, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And so this is not to be a public act. This is not to be done so that you can get credit. Um, Jesus scolded the Pharisees and Sadducees for doing these things and blowing trumpets in the streets when they gave to the poor. And it is something that's supposed to be done quietly, I believe. And this is done quietly so that it honors the person that you're giving to. Because when you're in that poor or financial need, a lot of times there's embarrassment and shame and uh, you don't want to dishonor those people by making it this big scene or big ordeal that you're giving to them at all. Like you want to make sure that you are honoring and respecting the person while also doing what the Lord says and giving. Um, And the last thing I'm going to talk about in giving today is sacrificial giving. And this is giving beyond your best. In Matthew 26, it talks about the woman with the alabaster box and how she gave a year's worth, uh, how the alabaster box really contained like a year's worth of wage. And that was a sacrifice 
I think another instance in the in the Bible where it talks, Jesus is looking back and the woman gave the two mites while everyone else is throwing in all this different money. And Jesus points her out and says, she has given me more than anyone else in this room because she gave everything that she had. She gave a sacrifice. And so sacrificial giving is giving that's very uncomfortable to give. It's painful to give that offering because it is a sacrifice and you have to be, it's an act of faith when you are doing something that's a sacrificial giving. Um, one of the things that I have heard, um, been taught in teachings is Abraham was probably one of the most greatest examples of this where he was about to give his son like he was willing to sacrifice his son for the Lord and knowing that the Lord had promised that this that nations would be birthed from this son so I fully believe Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son knowing that the Lord was going to do anything to bring him back like the Abraham truly believed that God was going to raise Isaac from the dead somehow because God made a promise to Abraham and he had faith in that promise. But he, because he had faith in the Lord and the promise that the Lord gave him, he was willing to give the greatest sacrifice known to man. And that is just such a beautiful testimony of God's glory and God's faithfulness to us. Um, it is... So that covers giving and tithing. I'm just briefly going to talk about how important it is to have a budget. This is kind of like off of my notes. I didn't put this in my notes at all for this podcast, but having a budget is so key and important to stewarding your money. My husband and I track every single penny that comes in and out of our home. And that is done intentionally so we know where we're spending our money, how we're spending our money, where it's going, what it's doing, because it is so important that we don't lose track. If you're not paying attention, money can just disappear and you don't even know where you've spent it or how you've spent it or how much you have and how much you don't have. And next thing you know, you've racked up so much debt and now you're a slave to the lender. And so I'm not going to go into much depth on how to budget because you have to figure out the system that works for you. I don't think there's a one fits all. I do believe in being debt free. My husband and I have been mostly debt free since we got married and we're working to be completely and totally debt free. But the truth is like having that credit card debt, having car debt, having all these different things are just hindrances because you are a slave to the lender. Um, but that's just a little side note. I highly recommend budgeting. We use a budgeting app called you need a budget, but seriously knowing where every single penny and every single dollar is going is going to be helpful in your stewardship level of your finances. So I know this podcast was a little bit more practical and more teaching than previous podcasts, but I really, really hope that it resonated with you. And I'm super, super excited to start next month or next, probably next month, because we have a lot of things going on in the month of May. And so we'll probably pick back up in June with a new series on the podcast. And I look forward to doing that with you guys then. So I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. 
Thank you so much for taking time and hanging out with me today. I am so excited and just thankful that each one of you have taken time to listen. And it's just, I feel like such an honor that I have you guys just here hanging out with me. So I am so excited. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave a comment or review. It just helps other mamas be able to find the podcast. And I just personally love knowing what is resonating with you and what is connecting with your hearts. So thank you guys. And I will talk to you again next week.